What is up, everybody? Welcome to the TPM podcast. My name is Zach. I'm here with Andre and Michael, and we have to get this podcast started. We just spent a good 15, 20 minutes just hooting and hollering and saying, you know what? We got to just hit record and uh, and let this roll because uh, there are some good nuggets coming out of that conversation. So, uh, Michael, I'm just going to kick it to you right away. Uh, let's talk about it. What's up? Yeah, Zach, uh, we were starting to laugh and crosstalk, and we need to figure out how to bring some of that lightheartedness to the podcast. Something we've been noticing is right when the microphones are on, we all get a little bit tense, and we're trying to figure out how to get around that. Um, but we are going to dedicate this podcast to Matt Almquist, as he's now in Thailand for a few days. Uh, we're going to take one of his blog posts and talk about it. Uh, it is about engaging and acting on global news. How do we react to global news because as you guys know we're in an information age and we're getting pummeled by information left and right so how do we tackle this idea of global news is going to be the concept uh hope you hang with us here we should get some good laughter and also some deep thought going on so stay cracking andre what are you doing yeah i think something we're gonna actually i'm just gonna read something straight from his article um just to kick it off he says we live in an age of information and the internet is one of the greatest tools that has been invented with the world at our fingertips how ought we to engage with global news and he gets a, a really important reality of the life you know life as we know it today with our phones and with updates from every newspaper you can imagine and every other like media outlet you can't escape information about things that are happening all around the world and so you know, it raises the question, do we have a responsibility to be informed and aware all the time about these things? And because it's there, because we have that opportunity, you know, 50 years ago, it was a lot harder to be kept up to date on politics of, you know, countries that are not really related to the U.S. at all or, or you know, humanitarian crises that were happening. Like, I wasn't there, obviously, but... <laughs> I imagine you would hear about it, but how can you keep up with it to the point of, uh, you know, that you can now? And so do you guys think we have a responsibility to do that? And right. what's I, I there? I think even on like a tangible level, if you look, you know, how, because, you know, the main way you were getting all those stories, you had the, the five o'clock world news and the 10 o'clock local news, right? I think just look at how news ratings have dropped over the last five, 10 years. You know, the way we're getting our information is so instantaneous. I think the way we're hearing about the news, we're hearing about so much more right, it's than we used to. And it's overwhelming, right? right. And because I, of that volume. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, we asked the question of, you know, and we started getting real fired up over here was, you know, is it okay if we care about something and maybe care about something else less? You know, how do we properly, I guess, engage culture? How do we engage the news? Yeah. You know, the facts and all the bad things that are happening. So... To just clear this up and start making some black and whites, even though I love to embrace the gray, as Zach has taught me about emotion through the years. Um, first question for you guys. Is it better for a Christian to live, for example, the extreme would be the Amish community, right? Completely detached. Is it better for us to live completely detached of news or stay up to date with the news? Uh, Ten second answers. 
Go on. Ten second answers. Okay, stay up to date with the news. You up are... to date. I rest my case. <laughs> okay. Well, then... you beat me on brevity. Sorry. Another... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't had dinner yet, um, so I'm eating ramen He's noodles. Also scarfing uh, down a, <laughs> a small styrofoam container of ramen noodles. Yeah, Fun fact: Andre has never eaten ramen. This is this is true. Yeah. Actually. So these so these ramen noodles are worth more to me than, than answering your question right here. now. So. But okay, so you both say stay up to date on the news. Yeah. Okay, another 15 seconds on why. Okay, I just think that it's too important to know what's going on to other human beings who are living out this life. Just because my life looks different from somebody in sub-Saharan Africa doesn't mean that we are any different in our humanity. Like, we are both, and I think that I want to be praying for the world at large and for the experiences of people there. And so I'm not going to be able to do that if I don't know what's going on, if I'm just in my shell here. Okay. Uh, did Jesus live his t- life detached or did he live his life engaged with what was going on in his culture? Um, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Right. If, so. I, uh, if I could drop my mic off my boom stand, I would do that right now. <laughs> but your hands are full of ramen. But So Zach makes a good point. Follow Jesus. Andre, you bring up a point there about... <clears throat> understanding global news and understanding what's going on in the world allows us and gives us an avenue to pray for the world in a way that we've never been able to before. I think of a like a deep meaning of this. You think of the crisis in Yemen, for example, civil war going on forever. Uh, not forever, but for the last 10 years or more, and now mm-hmm. it's becoming arguably the greatest humanitarian crisis on the globe right now. Would we have known about that 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago? For sure not. Um, but now we're able to pray for the people of Yemen and understand and empathize with them in a way that we couldn't before. So that's, that is one avenue. And to realize ways in which our lives in America might be affecting that. Maybe, you know, whether that's, yeah. whether, whether that's corporate influences, stuff like that. Like that awareness, I think, is actually pivotal to realizing what role we might actually have in it you know I, I think as globalization you know plods forward we are only more involved in the things that are happening around the world now it's now that's i think you got to be careful there because it's like okay how responsible are we like am i andre nelson in minnesota responsible for things and like at what point like <laughs> is it realistic for me to be so self-conscious about every little decision that i'm making every company I'm giving money to, every cause that I'm informing myself about, at what point is it just is it just too much? Do I do I totally exceed the capacity that I have and I just have breakdowns all the time because I can't keep up and I can't live with myself because yeah. there's too many things to yep, yep, keep track yep. of. I yeah, so is that, you, you just hit on something. I'm gonna ask another question here. Okay. We've we're all gonna put a pin in that one. We've we'll save it for later. Uh Zach just victoriously finished his ramen. Um, <laughs> that was like a, a, a veritable smackdown. I, is that always how ramen goes? I mean, I don't know. Again, I it. haven't really seen this happen. So. I'll be honest. I'm feeling the burn a little bit right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're really not selling it to me. Uh, another fun fact about Zach. He's gained as much weight as his wife, and she is now, what, six months pregnant? Seven, <laughs> Seven months, months pregnant. Carrying a human. A that second human. Growing. Uh, the, the human is growing. Yes. And, uh, oh Zach God. only has food babies. She has uh, How's your baby? human doing, Zach? Uh, <laughs> Dad bod. Unbelievable. All right. Sorry. Uh, To get back on to Andre's point, though, this idea, I want to talk about this idea of blame and guilt. Mm -hmm. And um, I see this, our generation, uh, 
is sees this more than anything else. I, uh, Global News talk about the Scandinavian teens that are starting. Uh, there's one girl in particular. I think she's 12 years old. I, I forget her name, but she's now the the face of global warming and climate change because she feels the guilt, and part of it, our generation feels the guilt of that in a way that, and we have to take this on. And mm-hmm. it's so easy to blame each other, right, for something like, "Hey, Andre." I saw you. You didn't throw that thing. Yeah, you didn't compost you dirty. Correctly. Yeah, you uh, animal burn the world. Full disclosure: I just uh, ate ramen out of a styrofoam. Out of a styrofoam. Yeah, Zach, yeah. what the heck? Can you I, at least get the plastic ones and put it in a pot? You heard that metal clank. That was uh, metal uh, flatware. So okay. I will be a. You know. I'll be so right. it's even. I'll so you broke even. On okay. That. Is that how so that you works? broke even? <laughs> so we won't. We won't blame you now. But I, I think there's a lot of like even even it's not doesn't have to be interpersonal between two but individually i think we take on a lot of blame on well we look at these trash piles that are bleeding battery acid in third world nations and they're coming from plastic from the u.s that has garbage in it and now i think about that every time i throw away a plastic bag or right and so that pressure i think pushes us to say okay we need to be Engaging with global news, 100%. You need to be completely yep. aware yep. 100% of everything. And if you're not, you get flayed for that. All right, so so this is what we were hooting and hollering right before we started. So you, you made a great point. We're all in agreement. We need to engage globally. We need to engage with the things that are happening. Right. Okay, so um, what? how many million, Michael, you, you probably know the number, how many millions of people uh, does the U.S. Department of Justice consider around the world to be qualified as being enslaved? The current number uh, is about 46 million 40? from okay. International Justice Mission and a few other organizations right. that put so, them together. So 46 million people around the world. That's um, probably a low estimate, by the way. So many of those um, girls under the age of 18. That, it literally, I get mad and it, it hurts me even saying that. And I'm we've been a little jokey, but I'm now very serious about this. Um, that that should hurt. We should care about that. That shouldn't be a partisan issue. That shouldn't, you know, even if you're going to be a humanist, I think you should, if you're not a Christian, I think that should strike something to you. Generally, people think slavery is bad. Um, so, but you just brought up another one, global warming. Uh, have you watched the latest documentary on Netflix about the, the our earth or whatever it's called? Our planet. Our planet. Yeah. We are... We have destroyed and depleted so much of this planet through our our human activity. We should care about that. I'm faced with two things. Am I allowed to have a capacity to care about things? There are terrorist attacks that happen every single day across the world. How do we handle this idea of capacity? Or is it really the expectation that I act with this unlimited capacity? Where do we go? I don't know. I don't have the right answer. Right. It's really frustrating. I think that ex- expectation that we experience, that I, I personally experience from the people around me during the week, you know, in my life, I echo that exact expectation that, okay, well, you, you're not doing it, you know, you didn't recycle that thing, or you, you didn't know this headline about human trafficking, or, you know, whatever. There's so many things at home and abroad, right? That, you know, we're talking about global news, but domestic news is just i think there's just as many issues here at home and i I, yeah i would probably take the stand that yeah you can triage like there are some things that you can care about more because you feel called to care about them and to put your emotional effort 
behind that to spend your prayer minutes praying about those things you know you know i don't have enough breath to pray about all the issues in the world so i have to choose right but does our secular culture or even our christian culture condemn you for that yes absolutely well and again it doesn't make it wrong i mean they don't have the final say right and that's what frustrates me is because we are condemned for that because I'm going to condemn Michael because he doesn't care about the thing that I care about. There, right? Okay, and it's there like, you're something. right? I care about sex trafficking. If he is not devoting so much X amount of time as his week, as much as I am fighting sex trafficking, I'm going to condemn him for that. Even though he's spending that time fighting for climate change or for climate change, fighting against climate change, right? Yeah. And I think, and, yeah. Yeah. And the tangible example of this that we saw in, in news was. Uh, with the Paris terrorist attacks. We saw come in, all the things come out, pray for Paris, pray for Paris. And the response was, sure, whatever, you can pray for that, but why aren't you praying for all these other things? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? What about gun violence here? What about violence against women in general? What about you know suicide on the rise? What about mental health? Why don't you care about these things? Why do you just focus on a global tragedy when there's tragedies going on all the time? So, and I think that just elevates this this blame and shame complex we have across our society, and especially in our generation, is we have a dog barking that is Zach's dog. She's the worst. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I like her. I like her a lot. Uh, she's kind of like a small cat, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but if this, cats barked, yeah, yeah that's, that's what you have. <laughs> this blame idea. I think breaks people down. What do you what do you guys think of that idea? This this anxiety of the, of we know what's going on in the world now and we just can't handle the capacity of it because to put it simply, I've got to do laundry at some point. <laughs> I, I've no, got to so clean right. my room. I've you're got so to right. go to work. You're so right. I've got to yeah. get groceries. I got to feed myself. Exactly. Right? And how can I do all those things and solve the world from burning people from getting killed? How do we do this? Oh, man, yeah. I mean, that's that's so true. I and again, I I'm left here just like honestly, I don't I don't know what the right answer okay, is. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a quality over quantity issue here. Like, take the fact that quantity. Like, if you're going to prioritize quantity, you're going to spend a tiny amount of time thinking about working towards praying for if that's what you do these issues or you can take the quality approach which in my experience is almost always better quality over quantity and healthier and actually commit some real energy some real time to doing the research you need to do about a topic or contacting the representative you need to contact right like you you know everybody's seen a facebook post that says contact your local representative about this issue that i am passionate about and that's right that's exactly what we should do in this country the way you know for that's how change is supposed to happen i think and but it you know that takes time you need to figure out how to do that you need to write it out so it's you you have limited resources and so i think the things that we invest in when it comes to issues things that we get emotional about that we pray about they need to be qual- we need to prioritize quality over quantity because i think that also should reflect in a more full and healthy way our hearts for those issues when we feel called to something i think we need to you know if we're going to f- follow through on that calling and on that feeling that we have for something the compassion that we experience that is better and more fully done when we do it in a high quality way as opposed to just 
knocking down things so that we avoid blame. That's not avoiding blame is not the end goal here. Of the the end goal is expressing the compassion that Jesus expressed, because you know we were in need once as well, and so I think all of this is modeled by kind of what Jesus has done for us. Yeah, and I th- okay. So zooming out, engage in global news. I want to recognize it as a problem that our generation faces. We have information overload. Yes, we need to stay current with it because it allows us to pray. It allows us to take action. Now then, we're starting to address this idea of how to be healthy with global news, how to uh, address the world um, with that from a Christian worldview. How are we going to be engaging culture? How do we work through this idea? What is our motivation to do it? What is that found in? Any thoughts there? Otherwise, I can keep going. It looks like they're thinking, so I might. And we can't have dead air on audio only. <laughs> you better go. Can't have dead air. Um, yeah, I mean, w- when I when I think about this, this is the uh, the the beauty of the Christian faith is we know something that the rest of the, our worldview tells us something that the rest of the world, many of the world's, uh, many of the cultures' worldviews don't. And it's that there is an infinite, all-powerful God in control of everything. We do not often understand why he does certain things. And I think we should probably do a podcast on why does God allow bad things to happen? Mm -hmm. Because often news we see is mostly negative, right? Yeah, I think if we had Um, information overload on positive news, we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we can address that question later about God, but we know he is in control and he has a plan. Um, and that allows us to move within that and then value the things that he values because we know that our God is fundamentally loving with the love so dangerous in a way that he gave himself up for us when we didn't deserve it. Uh, hashtag gospel. Um, in huh. the, and the point with that is what does God care about? God cares about humans God cares about stewards of the world and God cares about seeing things restored and restoration occur. Now we know that that's very difficult to do in the face of sin. So I think there's two things that Christianity allows us to do when engaging world news. One is it allows us to be patient and seek the Lord and find his direction in it. And two, it allows us to have such a beautiful reaction and we should be encouraging when we see that restoration come through, when we see justice laid out, when we see something heal, when we see those things come to fruition, I think Christians should be the first to rejoice and not go, well, that one's fixed. Let's move to the next problem. Let's rejoice and then move to what God moves for, which is humans, the world, and all that's in it. I do want to... uh I want to, I, I love everything you said right there. And I, I want to step back again to this idea of capacity. Um, and to, and I guess I'm speaking to the Christian here. Um, we, we do live in a world that unfortunately says you need to give 100% to this and this and this and this and this and this, but not to these other things. And don't care about this, but do care about this. And we are bombarded with that, but I want the Christian to understand that... Um, the Bible is clear that God, there, there are good works that God has laid out for us, that he has wired us to care about certain things, that he's put things on our hearts that are unique to who we are. Um, 
so to the Christian, I want you to be rest assured that when you feel condemned because you think that God has put something on your heart and that he's revealed that to you in prayer, um, in community, you flush that out um, and you're talking with other Christians about it, um, I want you to feel assured that it is okay for your heart to be turned towards certain issues and less towards others. Not to say that we should remain... um, absent or that um, we shouldn't care about some things. You might care, but if God has turned your heart in a particular direction, um, I, you can't say no to that. Um, so, so that's my message to the Christians. I want you to feel confident in where God is leading you and what he's telling you that he wants you to care about in your life. Yeah. Recognize that capacity and go after that. Do the quality approach that Andre does. Mm-hmm. Um, and go forward with that. Um, prior to this, Zach talked about loving with distinction a little bit, and I want to address this because I think one of the one of the big or the the sad things maybe about seeing the global news and getting this information overload is it changes the scope of the world and it makes it so much bigger and. Um, the idea of 7 billion people we can't grasp, right? And it makes humans into numbers. But engaging with global news and solving global problems is an emotional issue. It's got a lot of guilt in it. It's got a lot of shame in it. And addressing that emotion of the human, that human aspect of it, is I think something we should touch on here just as we close, of how do we as humans live in a way that is healthy with the capacity that we have uh, to do that. Uh, any ideas there? Any thoughts? I think it might have to do with posture. Like whether or not you are investing your energies and your actions and your thoughts and your prayers into every issue, you can still have a posture of compassion towards human beings that is evident in the way that you engage issues and talk about issues. And that's where I think engaging global news, engaging news generally in the age that we live in where it's so easy, I think we should take advantage of that ease and be exposed to the things that are going out there and then let our posture of compassion connect with those things. Whether or not that's what we're spending our time fighting for, doesn't matter. Like, you know, like Zach said, find find your, you know, discern your callings and then chase after those. But with everything else, embrace this emotional aspect of the issues of the world and the other these other seven billion humans that are all doing the same thing and and engage with them with a posture of compassion just generally you know across your whole life yeah and you know i think it it kind of feels like we're starting to wrap up i guess um and you know the other note too um we have emotional capacity that's an objective statement right humanity each human we have a limited ability to love to care to serve uh god does not um his um his capacity is unlimited uh, the first one there yep <laughs> michael handed me the verse that i was thinking about uh, psalm 147 verse 5 says great is our lord and abundant in strength his understanding is infinite. God's ability to understand, to be present with us, to feel, to feel emotion, real emotion, uh, is infinite. He is not bound by the same limits that we are. 
Yeah. Um, that's, that's a beautiful aspect. And I think, uh, to tie it even closer, a lot of the global news is caused by this, the sin of man, the choice to choose something that I want over my fellow humanity or, or God himself. And we often view sin as physical acts, right? The sin of murder, the sin of um, taking somebody, you know, out and, and beating them, you know, stealing from somebody. We think of those physical acts as sin. But I think sin also, when the fall occurred, it, it, it hurt our emotional capacity as well. It hurt our ability to feel and feel correctly and discern and discern well. Uh, a mentor challenged me once, um, while I was going on my journey to find emotional feeling that Michael, you feel emotion. And I thought, of course I do. But he said, Michael, you only feel three emotions, happiness, anger, and sadness. And right there, I saw that I was unable to feel and address things properly because I had an inability to feel well because sin was limiting that context of feeling. So as we embraced with global news and uh, walk through this together, my encouragement is to recognize the emotional sin and limit that each a human has and encourage people in their calling, encourage people to go after what is good and right and holy, and also not condemn because no human has the ability to solve all the world's problems. Yeah. And uh, as we go out, I, I really want to, I think the quote of the the podcast for me was, uh, Andre's idea of compassion and having a posture of compassion and that idea towards all people as we go. So this has been a TPM podcast. Uh, yep. Uh, so <laughs> pre pro what? <laughs> <laughs> Michael forgot what we we're supposed to say at the end. I uh, did. I'm gonna let Zach close. <laughs> Man, if you guys have made it this far with us, I applaud you. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for staying with us. Um, I really, really hope that this verbal processing that you've allowed us to do was truly and completely edifying for you. Thanks, you guys.